Every guest I reach out to, without a doubt, they say something along the lines of, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough for your lineup. You know, that had me thinking, what is the, the connection between humility and entrepreneurship? Produced by Podcast Architects. Welcome back to another episode of The Path Forward. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Rick Fernandez, where we talk education, innovation, and the merging of the two. And I'm joined by a special guest today, host of the B is for Business podcast, entrepreneur, innovator, John Jacobison. John, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me, Rick. So where are you located? I just want to know how cold it is where you are, because we just went through a little cold snap here in good old Texas. I'm located in Northern Virginia, Centerville, to be exact, but um, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, so anything we're getting here is, is nothing to me. Uh, I'm actually missing having more snow. I'm one of those oh my, people. I don't even know what, that, that, I don't <laughs> even know what to, uh, to do with that, man. Are you one of those Browns fans that go sit in the stands, like no shirt, like just the number 10 or Bern, whatever Bernie Kosar's number was <laughs> and, and just having a ball? Is that is that you and the family right there? I'm certainly one of those Browns fans. I don't get to uh, go to as many games as I would want, but um, I'm I'm a diehard fan for sure. And it's uh, it's not fun, but it's it's the love of the game that keeps me in. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a rough rough patch for the Browns fan. Let, let's change the subject on that note. I want to <laughs> I want to rub it in. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about your podcast and really the genesis of it. Uh, number one, why just start it, and number two. How would you decide on the name? I'm always interested to learn, like, how do you name it? Yeah, so I'm young in my career. I was reading a lot of business books, business biographies, stuff like Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, um, all sorts of books. And I love those stories. Those are stories of, you know, people who had this idea and they went for it. They went all in. And those stories tell the, like, from day one and then to the success where they, um, are, their stock is bought and they're $10 million. But in reading those stories, you don't get the real time. You're hearing that 50, 60 years down the road. Uh, you're not dealing, knowing how they deal with problems today, technology today, challenges today. And so I wanted to give those stories, but give them real time of entrepreneurs who are building businesses, building ideas, building products today with the advancements we have today, but also the challenges we have today um, and bring those stories to light and then also have everyone learn alongside me. I mean, I'm learning from every entrepreneur that I bring on. Uh, why not let everybody else in on the action? Um, and then the name, the name's fun um, because <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty down to earth. I'm thinking about SEO and if I want someone to search for a business podcast. I want mine to pop up. And so I'm like, how can I have the word, actual word business in my name? And um, I wanted it to be catchy. I wanted it to be short and sweet. And B is for business. I thought, you know, that sticks in a mind pretty well. Um, so that's how it came about. So maybe not as fun, but it it's worked out so far. No, I mean, I like the name. It's easy to remember. Uh, you know, my, the path forward had zero strategy, man. I was just throwing, we were throwing stuff against the wall and yeah. we stuck on that. Um, and, and 
didn't even think about the SEOs or any of that, but uh, been fairly successful and you've just started with a, a few guests. What are you looking for from a guest? Like, do you want them to be of a, you know, have a certain background, a certain sector of business? Um, or are you just looking for the, who's going to dive into their story and share? So the theme of the podcast and what I look for is entrepreneurs, founders, and inventors. So really that means people who are creating and they don't even necessarily need to be in the business world. If they're founding a nonprofit or they're coming up with a product, those are people who are creating. They're bringing something new into the market. Those are the people I want to talk to. Um, and really, I try to pull forward the person behind the idea, the person behind the business, uh, rather than hear about the business itself. If they're starting a financial firm, great. Like, that's an awesome business. But I want to hear their ups and downs. I want to hear their journey. I want to hear their passion for it. And I think that's what really inspires. Um, everyone can do the research on maybe, okay, what's the best financial technique? But knowing how to even get started, what's the first step? Um, why does someone get into that? That's the juicy part that I want to get out of people. So I want to bring it back around to education because, you know, that's my sweet spot. What did you learn, if anything, in, in your schooling that led you down this path to kind of be an innovator, an entrepreneur, to start a show uh, and to really take the steps that you, you needed to to begin success? Oh, one part <laughs> that led me down this path is um, that made my parents tear their hair out is I actually left high school a year early. So I never actually graduated high school. Um, there was a college. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to hear this story. <laughs> right, so, right. So tell tell me, when did you have to go sit them down and tell them, like, Mom, Dad, like, this is what's this is what's happening. This is kind of the, the road I'm taking? Yeah. Um, it's actually, so I'd gone to this summer college program, um, just kind of a precursor, see if you're interested. And during that week, they had said, oh, if you've already taken your ACT or SAT, we actually accept that before the college, or before high school graduation. And so that had my wheels turning. It fit right within who I am. And so on the way home from that, coming back from Virginia, I said, oh, mom and dad, I'm thinking maybe I should apply here. Um, and they're like, oh, great. I'm like, well, actually right now, like I want to go in a month. Um, and they're like, uh, don't you need to graduate high school? And I'm like, no, I already took my ACT. And, and luckily they know who I am and, and they're pretty adventurous folks themselves. So I actually ended up getting accepted by that college just with my ACT score and going a year early. So I never graduated high school. And I think that's where the, uh, where the risk taking began. The entrepreneurial life started up within me. So when you're breaking this news, one some mom, dad, somebody's got to say something like, <laughs> what was the biggest freak out? Like they got it. They just didn't say, oh, OK, well, yeah, that makes sense. Give me give me something. Yeah, there's a few things. Um, <laughs> they're like, are you going to be able to get a job ever? <laughs> and I was like, well, hopefully once I have a college degree, no one will care about my high school degree. Um, and they're like, well, that means you have to graduate college. I'm like, OK, I'll do that part. I'll graduate college for sure. I can promise you that. Um, and then the other thing is my family all was in uh, Boy Scouts. And I had worked my way up the ranks of that. And that was important to me, important to my family. 
So my mom said, you have to get, if you want to go to college now, you have to get your Eagle Scout first. And she really pushed me to get that done, um, which I ended up doing before heading out. And I'm really happy I did that. Um, and I, that's something that I'm still passionate about. I think it's great um, for development of young people. And so that she pushed for that. Um, and then um, they wanted me to like tell them more about the college too. They're like, where are we sending you? You want to go to Virginia? That's six hours away. Um, so I kind of stepped back and was like, okay, here's the, here's the plan. Um, and sort of settled them and made them feel like, you know, they weren't setting me up for failure. So how does that go down at Christmas and Thanksgiving? You know, when the family, hey, John, uh, what, what are you up to? <laughs> oh, our son, he, he just, he's not a high school graduate. Is that, because you know, as a parent, like you don't, th we don't think about those things at, when we're kids in the moment of what we have to deal with as the parents explain our choices, right? But it always uh, is a part of the pie um, of explaining what your kids are doing or what they're not doing or, or whatever crazy ideas that they may have. So I'm sure I, w I had to get mom and dad on, on the show at some point and get their perspective of it as a, as a parent going through an educational, not crisis, but you know, something that you got to really think about and, and decide, all right, what's in the best interest of, of my son and, and his future. That's, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So I have three older college. brothers. I have three older brothers and they often like to point out that John's a high school dropout uh, with no other context. So it, it, it's yeah, they just let, leave it hanging. No one forgets. Um, so they keep they they bring that line out every holiday. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, just hey, this is my brother John. He's a high school dropout. Yep, so, you exactly. Know, just, and then walk off like no, just leave it there. That's hysterical. When when you got to college, right? What did you learn to prepare you for what you're trying? to accomplish now or if anything right um so i had a liberal arts degree and so that means all four years you're studying history philosophy theology and english so unlike most people's collegiate experience um, or not most people's but rather a lot of people who are focused on a specific discipline whether that be engineering or education um computer science liberal arts gives you more of the broad background and you're looking back all the way to ancient Greece, ancient Rome, all the way up to modern, how people are thinking, how events go down, their relation between the two. And so I think it gives you a wider perspective. You know, if I'd gone to college for just engineering, which I had thought about beforehand, or just marine biology, and I also had thought about that, you know, I would have sort of been sent out into the world with that discipline in mind, but I think having the wider net of the whole background, history, philosophy, going back centuries, it opened my mind up to how the world really works and how things interact, and it got me more interested, um, and a lot more, I guess, is, is what it did, sure. instead of being sort of one-track-minded. So... As you have guests on and you, you've done a lot of reading about entrepreneurs and, and how they become successful, do you pick up on any commonalities between guests of like you know, that this theme keeps reoccurring? Anything that you can pull out of that and say, you know what, this is something that I've got to keep my eye on because it feels like um, everybody that's, that's an entrepreneur, successful entrepreneur has this about them or has this character trait. Yeah, definitely. I'm only... A few months in, um, but there's, I would say there's three things that come across all guests. Uh, the first one is humility, and 
every guest I reach out to, without a doubt, they're, they say something along the lines of, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough for your lineup, or, you know, I don't know if I, I'm the same level as your other guests. Every single one, without doubt. And so, you know, that had me thinking, what is the the connection between humility and entrepreneurship? And I think that's a theme that's run strong in all the guests. And they're not doing it for the recognition or the awards. They're doing it because they're passionate about it. They're doing it for success of others, to give opportunities to others, or they think whatever they're pursuing brings a benefit to the market that's not there. So it's not really the flashy um, course that some people think entrepreneurship is. It's really more of a humble journey. The second thing would be their approach to risk. I think a common misnomer is that entrepreneurs are just people who jump into dangerous situations, aren't aware of risks. They, you know, they just jump off a cliff and see where it takes them. And what I've seen is that entrepreneurs tend to be a higher cognition of risk than most people. They're actually aware of more risks. They're looking at it very realistically, but just their willingness to take on those risks is higher than maybe the average person. Um, so it's not that they're unaware of that they're taking risks. It's that their toleration of them is higher. So then the third thing I see in all these entrepreneurs is they have a strong why. And I ask the same question at the end of every episode. What would your advice be for someone who has a vision for a company or product? What should their first step be? And a lot of them have given a very similar answer along the lines of find your why. And that's also something that comes from Simon Sinek, who's a popular voice on these type of things. And basically why that's important is once you get to the hard part, it might be fun at first. Okay, I'm going to launch this product. I'm going to launch this company. And there's energy. But once you start hitting those harder parts, your why has to push you past those. If you don't have a really passionate why you're doing something, you're going to get stuck at those points and it's going to fail from that point. So you need to have something stronger pushing you uh, forward. And I've seen that in almost every guest so far. So you mentioned risk. When you think about risk in some of your guests, do they have a little bit more foresight than say your average Joe? Are they able to see around the corners a little bit better and therefore mitigate some of that risk? Although, you know, the average person may not see it. Yeah, I think definitely. And it's closely connected to having a vision for what you're doing. Um, they're not just plotting out tomorrow. When they're thinking about their idea, they're thinking about what do I want this to be in a year? What do I want it to be in five years? What do I think this will be in 10 years? And they have a much grander vision. And so I think that allows them to sort of look ahead, like you're saying, look around the corner. Okay, five years. I want to have 50 employees. What will be the risk then? Okay, I need to have HR by then. I need to have systems. I need to have a way to promote people. I need to have a way that I increase salary. And so once you have that vision, and I think that's what a lot of these entrepreneurs have, then it allows you to look ahead and say, okay, what are the risks around the corner? And can I be prepared to address those? Um, so it closely connects with having a vision. So let's look three years, five years down the road. 
for your vision and we'll take B is for business, right? What type of people would you hire? Would you bring on the team? Like if you had to hire, all right, I need a, I need a right hand, right hand person for the company. What are you looking for? What might you, what stones might you overturn to find the right fit for your company? Yeah, for me, I'm looking for someone who can be almost a salesman going out, finding good guests, and then going out and promoting the podcast. Um, I'm seeing myself as really the person doing the interviews, doing the technical side, doing the marketing for it, uh, but someone to promote on a wider level uh, what the podcast is, and then also go out and get the guests, be sort of the front lines, if you will. Um, and beyond that, I think there's people who can help me with the technical side and increase the quality. Um, and I also see the salesperson as integrating with more um, revenue streams, ad systems like that. Um, but yeah. Is, do you need somebody with, a, with an opposite personality and demeanor from you? I've always thought about, like, you know, as I've, as I've either hired as a school superintendent or a principal or anything, I can't have too many people like me. Really, I probably don't need anybody like me um, <laughs> on the team, to be honest, but always cognizant of the, of the build out based on strengths and weaknesses and what's appropriate, appropriate foils, if you will. Do you feel like that? Or do you want somebody more like-minded, like-tempered uh, as you? Um, that's a good question. Because it's kind of both and. I want someone who has the same passion and, and energy to take towards it. I don't want someone to think of it as, you know, this is just something I have to get through each day. I want someone to want to build it alongside me. Um, at the same time, I, I don't want someone exactly like me. I think I'm definitely um, sort of the dreamer, the the one who kind of sees like the big picture, uh, what it right. could be. Um, and I need someone who brings me back down to earth and say, okay, how are we actually going to do that? Um, sure. And right now I think... I play both parts, which you naturally have to do in a startup um, situation. Uh, but I talked about vision. If I'm the one sort of making the vision for what we are going forward, uh, then I need someone to be the execution. Um, and so, and that's actually something I've been studying. And you can see it in a lot of successful businesses. There tends to be the person who has the vision and the big picture and the dream. And then there's the, the engineer, the person right. actually, okay, you have the idea, Steve Jobs, for the iPhone. Then you, I, we need someone to actually build whatever that is. Um, and I feel bad because I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, but Steve Jobs had a tandem person who Steve Jobs had the vision for the iPhone. Then there's someone who actually has to figure out how to build that. Um so you, you start to see those tandems in a lot of successful businesses. So um, I could see myself needing someone like that down the road. You know, you bring up a good point about what it takes to be successful. Um, I have rarely do you find somebody in leadership that can do both, right? Meaning the, the, the grand idea, the vision, seeing how the dots connect to, to complete this journey and someone that can execute as well. 
that usually doesn't exist. I've, I've only found a couple of people in my, my years in, in either education or now on the private side that I thought like, that's a, that's a rare person and a rare gift. Uh, someone that can do both. Uh, and it is, you know, it's even if you thought about all of your, all of your great American companies, you know, who would you say is a, is a vision caster and then can execute as well? Um, and I don't know anybody off the top of my head. I, I would say Elon Musk, just because he can, he can do both. He has the vision and he engineers, he works hands-on, you know, love him or hate him. I think he's one I point to like, that's, that's a rare gift um, to be able to do both of those. Um, so I, I totally agree. Uh, trying to find a good mix and good balance is, is critical to success. Yeah, he's an interesting one uh, because, like you said, he does seem to do both. He's very much a visionary as well as he's literally an engineer and can code and get his hands dirty. I think part of the way he does that is being really open. I mean, if you see people will give him ideas on the street, they're like, oh, you should do this. And he's like, okay, yeah, we can do that. Um, he's very receptive to ideas. So I think he can sort of set down having to be the visionary when he's open to people giving him a vision and ideas and executing on those. And I think if we go back to humility, he is a person who who has a receptiveness to ideas. Um, and I think that's a good trait. 100% agree. Okay, let's do a little rapid fire to end the show here. All right, so you mentioned you took a little bit of a different path uh, for your education. When you start hiring, what's going to be the minimum education qualification to join the team? Are you going to make high school diploma the bottom? No, um, definitely not. I've, <laughs> I've, uh, if I can't hire myself, I'm not sure I should make that a qualifier. <laughs> Uh, might get fired first employee. Um, no, what I think is becoming a trend and will continue to grow is looking more at experience. Um, and I think you especially see that people who have self-taught programming, self-taught how to build a car. There's people who have access to information in different ways now and people who are giving themselves the equivalent to degrees on YouTube. So what I'm looking for really in the future is experience and um, and getting experience in the real world. Uh, if you've done four years of being an apprentice somewhere, I look at that as very valuable um, sure. and would look at that as very valuable. You know, I find that the curious people often make great teammates, right? That they're just intellectually curious. They're always learning about something, even if it doesn't pertain to their job or their skill set. It's just the search for knowledge. And when you give them some of the passion, they'll go find the answers, right? They'll go seek it out. They'll go learn it. They'll go solve it. Uh, having a couple of those folks that are just relentlessly curious, I think makes a great, great team. Um, and I've, I've been very fortunate to be around those folks uh, for a lot of my career and feel like I've, I've turned in and involved to one of those folks, just have a lot of curiosity about a lot of different things and, and then try to figure out how to solve um, whatever the problems may be. What is your one guest that you would want to have on? Any guest you could have, who you who you taking, who you bringing on? Oh, that's a good one. I feel like 
I know I'm going to have one of those. I sometimes I don't even let myself dream like that because I'm like I got to get got to build first. Um You know, Mark Cuban is someone I've always thought is pretty down to earth and what I like about him is he's still willing to get into new stuff and you can tell that's part of his personality. Like he could sit back today and he's fine for life. He's set. Right. Everyone knows yeah. that. A couple of lifetimes. He's, he's good. Right. Um, but then he's, I think he's in his sixties and he's like, okay, I'll start a new uh, way to get prescriptions. He doesn't have to do that, uh, but he's still curious. So he's one that I've always been interested in. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't think of anyone else for now. Uh, I haven't let myself dream like that too much. I like Mark Cuban. I think Mark Cuban would be a great, a great get. And you know, you'd be surprised. You know, the the great thing about social media is there's a lot of access, and you'd be surprised who says yes um, just to come on and, and they see somebody that's that's trying to you know grow their show, um, and you get a lot of yeses. And I, I think it's worth reaching out with those big those big ticket guests and firing away. All they can tell you is no, right? So. Um, I would say go for it when you, if you get the opportunity to, to pull somebody in and you just never know. Um, well, John, I want to say thank you. I know we've been on for longer than I wanted to be and to take up more of your time, but you know, I really appreciate you joining, sharing about your show, the genesis of it, the type of guest you're looking for and your why, um, cause that really came through as we're talking. So John, before I let you go. Shout out your socials so if people want to join the podcast or listen or see what you got going on that they can find you easy. Yeah, you can find me on pretty much all social media at B is for Business on LinkedIn and Facebook and B is for Business Show on X and Instagram. And just click that link and you can join the newsletter as well to get the episode right to your inbox each week. And if there's any entrepreneurs out there that said, hey, I'd want to be a guest and, and show what I can do or jump on and, and have a conversation with John, how do they reach out to you? Absolutely. You can reach out to me on any of those social platforms, or you can shoot me an email on jack, J-A-K, at the bison, B-I-S-I-N, difference.com. And we'll put those links in, in the bottom uh, for you so you can have those if you're interested. Sweet. All right, man. Thanks Appreciate so much, being Rick. here. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Produced by Podcast Architects.